0: seska show presented by bubblegenius.com
1: from our nation's capital it is tuesday april 16 2019 and this is the bob seska show presented by bubblegenius.com the best soap in the world hello my name is bob what's up hello bob hi rachel coming up on today's show buzz burbank from buzz burbank news and comment is here today buzzburbank.com and realmnetwork.com uh we're expecting the Mueller report to drop on thursday They say Thursday morning, but naturally it'll be two minutes after we wrap our Thursday show, right? Like always. Uh, Trump has trouble with water, as he likes to say, water. He has trouble talking about it, lacking enough of it, drinking it. (laughs) We have all the evidence today. Uh, Lots more water problems for Trump. It's not insignificant. It means something. And I have some things to say about Pete Buttigieg. Mayor Pete. And it probably won't surprise you. Stay tuned. Plus, we've got music by Monkey Hole, my favorite uh, band name so far, Monkey Hole, and Emily McCreet. But first, it's time to spend some of your tax refund by shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com Using our link just beneath the My Head at the top of every page will take you to the front page of Amazon, where you shop as normal, but because you used our link, We receive a small commission on some of your purchases. And while you're shopping and clicking, don't forget to click our Banded Masculine link too. Chris Lavoie's Banded Masculine Candles are all-natural soy wax candles in steel containers with masculine scents like, oh, like the all-new margarita scent along with Barbershop, Kentucky bourbon, humidor, and my favorite freshly cut grass. Chris is using his bulbous pectorals to create some of the best-smelling candles I've ever whiffed. So when you shop, make sure to click the banded Masculine link at BobSeska.com and we get a small commission from every candle you purchase. Thank you for clicking and now, let the cartoons begin.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Zeska Show, presented by
2: BubbleGenius.com. You don't understand. I've got proof. They need proof. I've seen it. I've seen it happening. (laughs) They've got to tell people. Tell them what? The ocean's dying. The plankton's dying. (laughs) It's people. Soylent green is made out of people. They're making our food out of people. Next thing, they'll be breeding us like cattle for food you gotta tell him. you gotta tell him. promise
0: tiger i promise i'll tell the exchange
2: you tell everybody listen to me hatcher you gotta tell him. silent breed is people bob seska i don't know what we're yelling about the bob seska show
1: All right, it is the Trump crisis day, 817 567 days into the 2020 presidential election. And sitting right over there is my good friend, Mr. Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Buzz.
0: Wow, that was that was Charlton Heston before he went crazy. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. I, hi, everybody. <laughs> I, <laughs> hi. Hi, uh, Bob, is it? You're Bob Seska? I think so. Bob? You've been served. I'm here to serve you with a subpoena. Uh, don't, <laughs> don't worry, it's a friendly subpoena. Oh, sure. <laughs> but, because... Nothing says friends like a legal order, right? <laughs> I know, I know. That's what they say. Oh, I man, are you, are you as thirsty as I am? I'm absolutely parched. Yes, me too. I, I could drink like a whole flying water tanker right <laughs> now. <laughs> Bo- Boeing makes those, don't they? The flying water tankers? Yes, I'm they do,
1: but sure. terrible at branding.
2: Oh, yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, God.
1: Hello. Hello. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump has trouble with water. We're going to be talking about that here in just a second in the context of uh, uh, Notre Dame, which was a, a horrible, yeah. horrible uh, tragedy there. I mean, I just I, I hate to and I'll just preface by saying this. You know, one of the things I really hate to see buzz is when an ancient structure like that starts yes. burning. And we saw yeah. some uh, instances like this with uh, ISIS destroying some right. uh, ancient structures and artifacts and things like that. It's just heartbreaking to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, the architecture itself go down, and then maybe some of the stuff inside. But I heard on the bright mm-hmm. side that they were able to get
0: a lot of the relics and
1: artwork yes. out of Notre Dame before it actually uh, went up in flames.
0: Firefighters, firefighters formed a human chain and passed along these relics and artifacts, uh, and a priest assisted them and uh, I guess uh, supervised and helped and maybe selected some of these items uh, to get them out of there. Uh, much was lost, but much was saved. Uh, the facade is still there. They were rebuilding it anyway. Oh, they already God. have three hundred million dedicated toward that, uh, and of course, the donations are pouring in from around the planet, uh, from a world that wants to see that uh, building rebuilt. It's going to take about ten years. Yeah. Uh, but but there's some hope out of that uh, that uh, that it will rise from the ashes. Which, for a terrible thing uh, like this to happen. Uh, to on a very meaningful week for a lot of people, yeah. uh, you know, th- there is that hope that it will rise from the ashes. It's it's going to take a while, but it was a- – and, and terrorism was perhaps probably one of our first thoughts when we saw it happen. It has been uh, – the cathedral has been the target of terror threats before. Yeah, Thankfully. That- thank- Thankfully, it wasn't just a, a construction accident, and Donald Trump knows all about that. too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. The guy who doesn't put uh, uh, adequate sprinklers in all of his structures needs to know right. something about fire hazards. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm looking at this thing burn, and I'm going, oh, my God, I haven't been there. I I haven't been to that place yet, right. and now it's I'm more or less boat.
0: more or less gone. You know, same here. Yeah, I feel the same way. I have friends who were there, who who traveled yeah. there, and mm-hmm. and of course. Uh, the this loss was very meaningful to them as it is, you know, people all over the world. And yeah. I understand why uh, it's, it's a, a very important place. And, uh, you know, it's just like I said, I love these old, beautiful buildings as much as you do.
1: Oh, yeah. And the gargoyles. I mean, one of the things I've yeah, always wanted yeah, to do yeah. and I haven't done it yet. And this is like seize the day, Bob. Why didn't you do it? Uh, I've wanted to go to Paris and collect gargoyles. I want oh, to go yeah. there and photograph every gargoyle I could find. And so many gargoyles are on that uh, building. Um, I think, fortunately, the, some of them are, are stone and still part yes. of the stone portion of the building, yes, I believe. Yes,
0: they're fine. They should be fine, uh, as fine as they can be. They get wear over time. The, the Washington Cathedral, the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., has gargoyles And uh, I can tell you the, Because I love to share things that I've learned <laughs> uh, I can tell you the, the two functions Of a gargoyle Do you know uh-huh. the two functions of a gargoyle?
1: I, you know what? I have no idea What are the functions uh, one, of a gargoyle? One,
0: one is to ward off evil ah. And who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, and the, the second thing is It's a drip point for rainwater ah. It's a it's it's a point that extends out from the building And, and uh, rain can drip off of its nose Or its beak or its claws uh, and not run down the side of the building, isn't that fantastic? Brilliant?
1: You know, and whenever I hear something like that, though, whether it's from you or anyone else I know, I <laughs> right. start to go to Cliff Clavin a little bit. Like, is this real? Because yeah. yeah. I-, I had this thing yeah. going for the longest time where I would tease. You know, they know me. Exactly right. But I-, I had this thing going, like this ongoing, like person to person bit that I used to do, where I used right. to make up origin stories and history of everyday things. And right. oh my god, I could go through all of those. stories stories for you but i won't uh you know the invention of things like waffles and uh and and the yeah like the the chess pieces i've got bullshit origin stories for that too and uh you'd be surprised the number of people who after i've told one of these stories went Oh really? I, oh my God! I didn't know that. I'm like, I'm yeah. Just, see, I'm just screwing I, with you.
0: I have to be careful because apparently, uh, my voice carries an air of credibility. I think I've caught you off guard <laughs> yes. a time or two by. Uh-huh. There's just and and it's. I'm not even trying. I'm not. I'm not like putting on an act or trying to fake like I'm smarter than. Although uh-huh. I'm not as smart as uh, I get credit for, I think. But but I. I it's. I'm not putting on an act. That's just the way I sound. And apparently yeah. there is a, an, authoritarian, uh, an authority, authority to it, a credibility to it. Yeah. And so I can't even a lot of times make jokes or get away with sarcasm because people think I'm really serious. <laughs> and and so, yeah, it's a dangerous territory for me. I, yeah. I, I don't have the imagination for it anyway, but uh, for the most part but well, uh yeah, yeah it, it happens
1: well a lot of people catch me in mid bullshit because what ends up happening is, is i use the same names over and over again like the inventor oh. of everything in my bullshit stories about the uh-huh. origins of things the yes. inventor of those things always starts out being named sir edwin something <laughs> and then i make up the last name so uh maybe one of these days i'll, I'll regale a, everybody it, with those stories
0: it's a very good start. i like this sir <laughs> sir edwin sir edwin invented that
1: but speaking of bullshitters there's uh uh, these trump remarks in the, in the wake of uh Notre Dame and yes. and just this guy this <laughs> that's this how we're referring to the president now this guy this guy oh my god <laughs> um he just does not anything that involves discussing water he has a oh. real real problem with that oh. but you know among other things he was saying and this is something that jumped out at me uh, yesterday when he was remarking about it at uh, whatever campaign event he was at uh All while right. everything was going down he said uh he was just rambling on and on and he went uh, renovations uh, you know what's that all about yeah
0: what <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, cer- certainly nothing that's ever been done with a trump property
1: <laughs> i know renovations. Yeah. he's so confused by the concept that they were renovating uh, uh, look, this building
0: <laughs> whether it's whether it's a water of fire any yeah. of the elements <laughs> uh he knows nothing he knows that's right nothing about everything and everything about nothing this guy is is uh, everything he knows is wrong this guy <laughs> I know. uh and and so he, 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 it's he's a constant font of this kind of stuff, but apparently he has this obsession with water. Yeah, and you know what,
1: thank God no one listens to him anymore because, you know, Pretty yesterday yeah. his first yeah. tweet buzz was of course recommending that perhaps officials in Paris should fly in uh, flying water tankers mm-hmm. for some mm-hmm. reason to yeah. jump uh thousands of gallons of water onto notre dame what could possibly go wrong in that scenario with (laughs) just airliners flying over and dumping water onto a burning ancient structure a structure
0: that's been around since before the crusades for god's sake there are so many there are so many terrifying childlike qualities to this to this man There's and one of the i mean that's like something a kid would make up uh yeah fly, flying water tankers uh you know i <laughs> yeah, we water know tankers. we we know what he means but it, it he made clear he doesn't understand how those work that they're yeah. made to spread water over a wide area and that the weight of the water would have collapsed the building so uh right. you know but thanks for the help dahan have a seat we'll be right with you <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the other thing is is just the, the term itself, flying water tankers. That's definitely ah, not yes. what they're
0: called, are they? No, <laughs> no. Well, that's the Boeing model is. It's called a flying, <laughs> water, flying tanker. water tanker. It's part of their rebranding effort.
1: Yeah, uh, but you yeah. know, every time he brings up water or fire, it's a disaster. I uh-huh. mean, r- whether it was raking the forests or, you know, mm-hmm. I've got a whole uh, library of <laughs> Trump talking I'm, badly I'm sure you do. about water. Like, <laughs> No, for, we we know the one about the hurricane.
2: <laughs> one of the wettest we've right. ever seen from the standpoint of water. <laughs>
0: from the water standpoint, Bob. Yeah, from the standpoint the of water, it was so no, wet. we are going to look at it in that way.
1: Uh, <laughs> Thank you for enlightening us with this insight, Mr. President, uh, that right. water
0: hmm, is
1: wet. Shocking! He,
0: shocking! He I know. He tries so hard. He tries so hard to be smart. That's what it is. <laughs> I know. He's really, really trying to be smart, and he can't. he I just know. Can't because he knows nothing about nothing.
1: Well, yeah, but he knows a little, little thing or two about how big the ocean is. It's big okay. water. It's lots well, of lots of big water. And and Puerto Rico, I, by the way, Buzz. In, uh-huh. in case you didn't know, an island in the middle what? of water.
2: How's that again? <laughs> <laughs> We've got an A pluses on Texas and on Florida. And uh, we will also on Puerto Rico. But the difference is this is an island sitting in the middle of an ocean. Really? And it's a big ocean. Big. It's a very big ocean. Big. And uh, uh, we're we're doing a really good job.
0: No, you're not. He's trying so hard he's trying so hard to sound smart and in control. Yeah. he can't and he's not, but he's trying to sound that way.
1: Well he also has trouble maintaining his own hydration too, where he needs he desperately needs water most of the time, and uh, sometimes when he gets it, he doesn't know what to do with it. He has to grab it with both hands like he's a hamster eating a kernel of corn and then raise it up to his mouth carefully, but not not tipping the bottle moving his mouth around the bottle top to drink. <laughs> it's just a whole big confusing mess. Well, but,
0: Putin, Putin enjoys seeing that. Uh, so. Yes, he does.
1: Here's Donald Trump lacking uh, hydration and then sure. desperately needing a long, long pause to drink <laughs> water.
2: Japanese companies have announced investments in the United States <laughs> worth more than $8 billion Seventeen thousand jobs.
1: Oh, the cotton mouth. I he, know. Yeah, he's got what to drink we're hearing.
2: Water?
1: That's okay. Now, now he's trying to find his water. This is a major what? address that he's delivering. Oh. <laughs> right in the middle, he's got to go for the bottle yeah. of water.
0: How <laughs> unfortunate.
1: and the sound of the cameras and <laughs> the clock is ticking. Yes, he's got the bottle. He's trying to figure out where Japanese it
2: is. manufacturers, Toyota and Mazda. Announced that they will be opening a new plant in the United States that will create 4,000 jobs. Well,
1: thank God he could say United States in that context, too. He's He's so.
2: got the dry mouth. Yeah, yeah. 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 Donald Trump has issues
1: with water. Maybe that's like his weakness. Maybe that's like his kryptonite. He just can't...
0: Is that now? Is there more to the list, or is I that, know that's it. That's all I have. Well, I actually I hadn't prepared for this, but I actually have one to add to that. Oh, thank God! And I, I I can't believe you've forgotten it from Christmas already. <laughs> oh, really? Shit! Whose boat is this boat?
1: Ah! That's right.
0: Whose I forgot. Boat. Whose boat is this boat? Right. Washed ashore uh, by the hurricane. Uh, Trump stood among victims and asked whose boat—this hey, hey, boat had wiped out a house, uh, so or good. half of a house. It had crashed into a house. Right. And Trump's thought is, uh, whose boat is this boat? Uh, he wanted to know, can, can, it, be, can it be salvaged? Uh, is it, because it's on your property. Is it your boat now? Uh, these were the things uh, people have lives have been destroyed, and this is what he was concerned about at the time. And I, I think I, I think that counts as water related.
1: Yeah, he's so uh, <laughs> confident that everything that comes out of his mouth is going to be golden, and and, right, no, and right. none of it is. Right. And yeah. so he's got to go uh, off about. Uh. I've seen this boat here, and oh my God, whose boat is this boat? Can we talk about the boat for a while? Because I've got nothing. <laughs> (laughs) else (laughs) of substance to say so i'm gonna linger on the boat for
0: a while i I just thought it was kind of water related i thought it should be (laughs) yes it is on the list
1: you're exactly right and i don't i you bought me the storybook the stephen Mm -hmm. colbert whose boat is this boat storybook which is awesome and terrifying (laughs) by the way and it i don't is, i don't it have is. it sitting here otherwise i would uh, i would read from it because it's it is, <laughs> and, it, is Bob, it is priceless. it is priceless
0: in a way that also appeals to children <laughs> yes, um, that's terrifying right. in a way that appeals to children
1: and just the oh my god the the childish way he communicates <laughs> these ideas yes yes flying water tankers ladies and gentlemen flying water ta- the solution to every burning fire that and raking
0: these yeah, are his well, see, there you go. brilliant solutions. More so, raking, more water tankers.
1: So, you know, we're going to hear uh, a lot more from Donald Trump over the next uh, few days, mainly because the uh, the Mueller report yeah. is coming Thursday morning. And uh, as I said last week, it's going to be a rainbow of deception with all of these rainbow colored uh, redactions through the whole thing. And thank God Rocky Mountain Mike is on the job with
0: this. Yes. Yep. Why are there so many words behind rainbows? And what's on the other side?
2: Rainbow redactions obscuring collusion. Rainbows have plenty to hide. <laughs> Who knew? What we've been told, we should all just believe it. But I know they're wrong. Wait and see. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Someday, unhide it. The rainbow reduction. That Trump (laughs) is a crook, you'll just see. (laughs) All right. Oh, that's lovely. Well done, Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky Mountain Mike. Yes, indeed. Killing it as always. By the way, this is a good chance to remind people today's show is brought to you by Sharpie, uh, the permanent marker that fits even the tiniest hands, whether you're signing a fake, illegal presidential order or just looking for a colorful way to redact history's most important documents. (laughs) Always grab them by the Sharpie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, indeed.
1: Well, goddammit, um, I am not expecting a whole lot from what happens on Thursday. I'm just, and I'm, I'm telling you that know. not based on um, any sort of serious analysis of, of what we can expect, I am just lowering my expectations. That's, That's good. You,
0: you probably should. I I don't know what to expect. I mean, no. this could range. As I said, I think, in my report last week leading up to this, that on one hand, uh Even a heavily redacted report, as I am hearing, we might see that even a heavily redacted report may have quite a lot of meat available uh, in it. Uh, There may be even a heavily redacted uh, report may tell us significant things about uh, the president and his election campaign uh, and and more. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we could, even the worst could be pretty good is, is one way of looking at it. Uh, maybe it won't be, uh, you know, if the question is how many pages of these 400 will be redacted uh, mm-hmm. in total, somebody will do the math on that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we just, man, we don't know what to expect. We, we have reason to be cynical. We have uh, reason from past experience uh, to, to be skeptical of, of how much we're going to see, but we just don't know. I'm in a quandary. I, you know, you were talking about your show being Thursday afternoon, which would theoretically oh, yeah. be, even if the Mueller report drops Thursday morning yeah. as, as planned. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah. for journalists and others, the journalists and attorneys to pour over uh, what we can see and analyze it and uh, try to figure out the context and try to attach meaning to what we see in other words i think it's going to take a while to scour and interpret and analyze what is available in that report yeah so uh, even if it came out that morning i don't know uh, how much you'll be able to say and if it's if it's heavily heavily redacted it'll be very easy for you to handle handle the show after that if 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 it's still in the process of being uh, analyzed, it's hard to say. I'm I'm in a quandary about my own show, which is scheduled to drop at about the same time as oh, the report. I mean, God. at the time that I'm editing and putting the show together, that I've just finished reading into the microphone uh, and and preparing to put it up on the internet. Uh, in that amount of time, that's when the report will drop. Well, there's no way. Even if I delayed my show a little bit, there's no way I could, in, in my opinion, give that redacted Mueller report the coverage it deserves so i'm trying to to decide what to do i'm looking at either uh doing a special edition separately dropping my regular show maybe a a day almost a day early Mm -hmm. uh and and then doing a special report on the Mueller report but then what if it turns out to be nothing (laughs) uh in which case in which case maybe i can just write and record a, a new segment for that and insert it into this week's Already released show. I really, you know, so I'm I'm trying to figure out how to deal with that because we have waited for this for two years, yeah, <laughs> and now yeah. it's they're going to drop it while I'm releasing my show. So I'm trying to find a way to deal with that and wondering how long it, it might take to scour and analyze uh, and interpret uh, what we can see
1: well for for what it's worth i think you should go with the special idea i think you should do a special and, and in fact right. wear your like cronkite horn rim glasses and shirt sleeves and uh yes. be, be a little bit disheveled and out of breath and then you can <laughs> then you can start reading
0: well for me we call that thursday i mean that's <laughs> That's what I. That's I mean, what I do. Hey, your show, of course, on Thursday. And I think the listeners need to know this now. You know, yeah. When the Thursday threesome is together, uh, that show's going to have to be because it's dropping on Thursday. Has to be heavily redacted. It really, so, really does. And <laughs> yeah. and
1: because uh, T Rex will be here, it'll be a rainbow of redactions. And, and, and always, so
0: always a rainbow with him. Man, it really. Rocky Mountain Mike did a great job there. I yeah. I think we were talking a, a week maybe before that or so about. Mm -hmm. Uh, A Rainbow of Colors, A Rainbow of Deception, I think was the name of your show. Yes, yes, last Tuesday, yeah. And uh, I was so pleased to see Mike was on the case, and I knew it would be golden, and it is. He's a genius. But, you know,
1: here's the thing that I'm... uh I'm still curious about with regard to this Mueller report, in addition to the hundreds of other things that I'm curious right. about. Yes. One of the main things I'm curious about is whether or not there's going to be any opinion in the report yeah. where where are there are going to be recommendations to say that, yeah. oh, all of these things amount to what we believe is indictable obstruction of justice. However, mm-hmm. we can indict a sitting president. So dot, dot, dot question, right? Mark. Um, right, Or is it just going to be a series of TikToks where the uh-huh. Mueller team is right. just going to say this happened and then this happened and this happened and we had this testimony from this other person and then this right. happened and this is. and without any sort of, well, all of this amounts to what we believe is this crime or this impeachable offense. I don't know if that's going to be in there. And I, I think we're going to be disappointed if we expect that it yeah. will be, although. Uh, if, there is going to be a lot of horrible things about Donald Trump in there, and the yes. question I have is: is okay? Well, well, first of all, what do you think, Buzz? Are Mueller's people going to interject their conclusions?
0: Here's the key. Okay. Here's the key. Well, I, I, I don't think, I don't think they deal much. I don't think Mueller or his people deal much in opinions. Yeah. Uh, they deal in facts, but here's uh, this is to me what's going to be the most telling thing mm-hmm. about the release of the Mueller report on Thursday, and that is, will. The summaries that were written to top each section of that report. Yeah, Uh, will those? There's supposed to be one-page summaries from the investigators who led that particular part of the Mueller investigation, and uh, they have they have each already written as part of that report a one-page summary to open their section.
2: Interesting. And
0: they intended uh, for those one-page summaries to be released to the public in the first place. We should have seen those the minute the report dropped. And they could have said, the rest of this is redacted for now, we're going over it, if that was the route they were going to take, which clearly it is. But we should have been seeing these from the start. These one-page summaries will not be opinion, but they will be full of of facts and conclusions uh, and connections. And uh, these are the pages, and the kind of thing you're talking about are the kinds of things that even in a heavily redacted report, even if the pages that follow those summaries are heavily redacted, as long as we see the full summaries, we're going to learn, uh, we stand to learn a lot.
1: Yes. Um, and this is my next, I think, top shelf question which is that I was wondering whether or not Donald Trump was going to allow this report to be released at all. Like if whether he was going to declare executive privilege over the whole (laughs) thing and just say, just stick it in a drawer and say, no one's ever going to see this and you're going to have to fight
0: me for it. Um, Here's the strategy. Yeah, here's uh, just briefly the strategy we've seen so far is to uh, continue to try to discredit the report. There's a new effort this week to discredit the report in advance of its release yeah. and uh, the announcement or the re-announcement that they're going to release a counter-report uh, simultaneously uh, questioning the investigators. And uh, so the object there, of course, is to obscure things, to, to muddy the waters yeah. as much as possible and to soften the blow. But I think these strategies tell us that the White House is expecting some embarrassing stuff mm-hmm. in the, the whatever's released of the Mueller report. I don't think they felt they could get away with stopping it. Uh, you know and and they bar was hired <laughs> for, for, for just for this purpose but I
1: thought it would have been easier for Trump like Trump would have thought the path of least resistance would have been to sure. just block the whole goddamn thing and now it appears as if he's taken the first option which is to let the report come out uh, hope that all of the really bad yeah. stuff is redacted and to whatever else remains to to fight on those topics or to spin his way out of those topics with his yeah. usual you know a, a I, shell game or whatever he and calls.
0: I think that's based on advice because I think you're right I think his, his gut got action would have been uh to do exactly that to to to, to squash it yeah uh, i think uh, uh the, the unanimous uh, opinion of his advisors was no whatever you do don't do that don't open that can of worms yeah uh yeah. and and uh, so ultimately i think he listened and and this strategy of muddying the waters which they've used all along uh, uh now being used again and and again this tells me that the white house anticipates a damaging report uh so uh- Maybe there will be something in it after all. Yeah,
1: and the other side of this, too, that I'm going to be looking at is Uh uh, how badly is Trump compromised by Russia? How much is he working in Russia's favor? Are there conclusions along those lines in the report? We don't even know if it's going to be part of this report. It could be an entirely separate prong of the investigation with its own report to come in the future or its own indictments to come in the future. We just don't know anything. And in fact, Adam Schiff has been on MSNBC quite a few times recently going, uh-huh. oh, I just don't know. I don't know where the counterintelligence investigation is because they haven't briefed us about this, but we right. hope to learn something soon. I mean, are there- we going to find out about what happened behind closed doors in Helsinki or any of those types of things? Well, yeah, see, you know?
0: no, I think, I think when it comes to counterintelligence stuff, when it comes to U.S. intelligence, I think these are the areas that are most likely to be redacted. However... Uh, I still think there will be conclusions. Now, I don't think we can anticipate what those conclusions are, you know, what they're going to say. But that's the point of these one-page summaries that top each section is to present the conclusions of the evidence that is about to follow in the following pages.
1: And we also – oh, yeah, I was going to say, too, we also need to find out um, uh, uh, with regard to guys like Don Jr., uh-huh. Uh, whether or not he lied in his congressional testimony, and if, he, if they didn't find evidence of lying, right. what their reasoning is along those lines. If they determine that Donald Trump Jr. didn't lie to Congress, didn't lie to Mueller's investigators, um, I, I want to see the details surrounding that. And if he did lie, why there hasn't been an indictment. So maybe they, there'll be some information along those lines. I, I Again, I don't know. It's completely right. a black box. We're not dealing yeah, we, with any information we, we don't
0: no, we we've been guessing all along, and we're still guessing now. I yeah. think if they if they re- reached any conclusion on on uh, Don Jr. or anybody else, I, it's it's going to be based on evidence or or public evidence, public uh, things that we have seen publicly. Yeah, uh, and uh, they will either, like you said, they'll either decide that he did or didn't lie, or Bob, they may decide they may conclude that they couldn't prove it either way, which is always a possible outcome. That yeah. We, We have to keep in mind. And and when it comes to obstruction of justice, when it comes to that part of the Mueller report, I can't imagine that a lot of it will be redacted. And uh, this also goes to the will we see quotes question. Uh, I think if we see quotes, I don't think we'll see many or uh, throughout the report, I think. What you'll see are the conclusions. You know, we were told this or so-and-so told us this. It'll be a, a summary of what they said as opposed to a direct co- quote, I would think. If there are direct quotes, and, and there probably are, they may well be under the redactions. Yeah. But I think the one-page summaries will but, – but in the in the obstruction of justice part of the report – uh, much of what Trump, uh, the quotes they w- probably do use there, are things that Trump said publicly and are therefore not likely to be redacted. And I think uh, public things like that will will certainly be open. And that, uh, most, for that matter, of the collusion uh, material, I, I would think that most of the, I'm sorry, most of the... Uh, obstruction. The obstruction material will be visible. Yeah. Uh, I think where we're going to see... Uh, Redactions especially are in the area of of counterintelligence. You'll see the counterintelligence summary, the one-page summary of it. A lot of the supporting evidence that follows on the immediate pages, uh, I think, will be redacted. That's just a guess. We're just guessing as we've been doing all along.
1: Yeah, and it's entirely possible that there'll be no counterintelligence information in this particular report. And and like I said, we may have to wait until some point later. I mean, uh, it says here in this New York Times piece about the Mueller report getting released in the first place, it says here the leaders of the House Intelligence Committee asked the Justice Department and the FBI uh, yesterday, to share mm-hmm. counterintelligence information that investigators uncovered during the inquiry and for Mr. Mueller to brief their panel. Uh, Adam Schiff right. said, we uh, we look forward to the Department of the Bureau's continued cooperation with the committee on this matter of grave national importance. And that seems like it's more of an ongoing matter than it's something that they've drawn conclusions by. But it'll be right. fascinating because I, I really think, Buzz, that uh, uh, what the American people, what w- w- many of us following this story have uh, have done in the process of, of following all the news stories and seeing all this information come down is that we have kind of merged the idea of cooperating with the election attacks with the idea of trump being compromised and working to benefit russia over the united states like for example uh taking putin's word over the over his own intelligence community in helsinki and other formats um these are all things that uh, i think demand answers because i honest to god i think that's more Damaging. I think the yeah. counterintelligence side of this is much more damaging. The the collusion, uh, as as far as it relates to or, or compromising information, that's much more damaging to the presidency in the United States than say Brad Parscale cooperating
0: with oh, Russia absolutely. to attack the election or whatever. So Abs- absolutely, yeah. and and the intelligence committee, they they're not like us. You know, we we <laughs> they're, they they have I they think. have they have they have access. <laughs> They're not like the other kids. They have access to material we are not allowed to see and for good reason. Uh, They are the intelligence committee, and so they have and have generally always had access to U.S. intelligence information when Mm -hmm. requested and sometimes uh, provided unsolicited. Uh, the Intelligence Committee and the intelligence community have uh, generally worked well together and mm-hmm. played well together. Uh, so uh, that's there's nothing terribly unusual about them learning these things, but they are sworn to secrecy. So at least for as long as they're investigating, even these uh, Congress folk cannot share with us what they have learned about Various counterintelligence things. I mean, I just think these are things because uh, we're we're in a tinderbox here, and people are set off very easily at this point. Yeah, and and they're ready to be angry at, at you know. And I I've, I've seen some anger directed at, at Robert Mueller. Even he didn't do nothing, and and that was actually their complaint: is uh, why hasn't he why hasn't he spoken up yet? Well, uh, because nobody's asked him to, because that's not his job. Yeah, somebody will ask him. We will hear from him. Uh, I think uh, Robert Mueller feels that his report speaks for itself, and that if anybody has any questions after they've read it, uh, then he would, uh, I would assume, be happy to answer them. But I think it's too early to. And and there's this obsession with eating our own. You know, they're going. We have we have people who should be our targets of concern who are much more of a threat to our democracy than Robert Mueller is. That's true. So I don't. I don't. And so, and my point is, that I didn't mean to single that out, and I'm sorry, but. But it 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 goes to the sort of uh, we're ready to be mad at somebody, and I understand why we're impatient. We've waited so long for this, and now we hear it's it's going to be censored, and I and I'm as frustrated as anybody else is about that. Oh yeah, uh, but but I, I you know I just I don't think we should turn on ourselves, and and I understand Mueller's a Republican. I'm just saying that we we have considered him a good guy until we see reason to believe he's not, I'm going to continue to give him the benefit of that doubt. And I, I just hate to see that that sort of you know anger let's continue to direct our anger at the guy who really is the source of it all with yes
1: Trump. yes and with, with muller you know it's okay to give him the benefit of the doubt i think he deserves that i think right. the mistake that uh, many of us including myself i mean the, the mistake that we've all made along uh, this whole process starting sure. with the, the day he was appointed right. is attributing to robert muller all these superhuman powers that uh, he doesn't really possess or he may not possess we may find out that he does possess all of those things and and certainly he's got a reputation that precedes him. But the fact yes. is that, uh, you know, I think sometimes we've superimposed motives and strategy onto Robert oh, Mueller sure. that may because not have been the case.
0: Yeah. yeah, all of this has occurred in the dark and all we could do is guess. And because of the importance of this to our democracy, we kind of had an obligation to guess to try to figure out yeah. what was going on. Uh, I think I think all of us uh, pinned uh, too much hope on the Mueller report. Uh, who knew? But I still I have faith in the guy. I know what kind of guy he is. I don't consider him superhuman. I consider him a. <laughs> I consider him a very square guy. <laughs> yeah, a guy, that's true. He's a, he's not a guy I think I would probably hang with and joke around with. I just yeah. don't see that happening. <laughs> I I I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, and and I don't think of him as a hero. I just think of him as one of those sort of. You know, he's got one of those minds almost like a, well, a military mind. Yeah, he's, he's like a, a machine. Mil- military trained and uh, very focused and very b- proud of his country and very patriotic and, and very dedicated and uh, very successful at what he's done. Yeah. So I just, I have a hard time. I mean, he's put mobsters away mm-hmm. and we had him investigate Trump and uh, in a, very shortly we're going to learn what it is, uh, part of what it is, he and his team had to say. Uh yeah. until then, I and and listen, if I if I get a sense that, that Mueller has somehow screwed us with this report, that this has been a, a two-year a charade on his part, uh I'll be as pissed as anybody. But yeah. uh you know, let's just wait and see. He just can't get away with he it. Can't he, can. away with it. Nope, nope. <laughs> he can't keep getting away with it. I know. He can't keep
1: getting away. It needs to be impeached. I mean, as far as... Uh, yes, what we uh,
0: said last week at this time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Impeachment is mandatory. We can't repeat that enough. It needs to end here. Trumpism cannot be allowed to continue. And in fact, uh, Pete Buttigieg was talking about that on uh, Rachel Maddow last night. And so uh, we're going to talk about Pete Buttigieg on Rachel here in, in just a second. And I want to mention uh, actually something... And everyone's going to go, oh, Bob, come on. I want to say, say something nice about Bernie Sanders here. Come Coming up here in a second too. Wow. And I know, don't 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 stop listening. Don't turn off the podcast yet until you hear what Buzz and I have to say about you for that. Okay, sounds good. In the meantime, let's talk about our Patreon page. All right, on tomorrow's interview show, I'm gonna be chatting with the great Andrea Chalupa. She's a film producer and the co-host of the Gaslit Nation podcast. Perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, Co-hosted also by Sarah Kenzior. Andrea used to be my editor when I wrote for AOL's Wallet Pop site uh, like 10 years ago. I can't believe it was 10 years ago. Uh, Where the hell is the time gone? But you'll find this interview and so much more at our Patreon page. Also, our Patreon page is the best place to chat with me one-on-one in the comments and in the community tab where you can post your own blogs. So if you want access to me, and I don't know why you would, but if you do, Uh, The best place to do that Is on our Patreon page So please help support This completely independent podcast For $1 a month Or $5 a month Or $10 a month Or even $15 per month And depending on your Subscription amount We'll give you hours Of weekly bonus content Including our post-mortem show Which is uh, 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 recorded Right after the end credits roll On our Tuesday and Thursday shows Along with our Friday After-party podcast And the 90-minute Ultimate edition of this show Without commercials We're also posting All kinds of free content On our Patreon page Including our Wednesday interview show with people like eric bollert that was last week uh, mm-hmm. randy rhodes malcolm nance john Fugelsang, frank Conniff, jillian barbary and the great stephen weber that's mm-hmm. BobSescashow.com. show.com again bobsescashow.com, show.com or just click the all caps patreon link beneath the logo beneath my bulbous head at bobsesca.com thank you the
2: bobsesca show
1: This is Monkey Hole. Monkey Hole. I love it. Want to buy a monkey? Uh, This song is from an unusual project by Peter McDade, who wrote a book called um, The Weight of Sound. And then he went in and he created a soundtrack for his book uh, with (laughs) a bunch of fictitious bands basically mostly him and then his musician friends playing along. Uh-huh. And one of the f- fictitious bands is Monkey Hole. So you need <laughs> <laughs> this is actually Peter singing and playing on this one. Uh, it's a song called Pay Me Now. We're going to link to the entire project on uh, Bandcamp. They have a Bandcamp page. And we'll have that in the description below this episode. Thank you for supporting all of our independent bands. Make sure to submit, submit your music to bobsescacom slash of course it's not spelled that way it's the traditional spelling of music i don't know why i said it that the way dj
0: so. that's the dj pronunciation music though. bore you, music we hear uh, we hear demand that you do that why do dj's buzz why do we switch the ms and the bs why do we do that why I, do we say we use it with i
1: don't you know, well,
0: of course, no, of course well, you, in, have, you have integrity in, in in the exaggerated attempt to yeah. affect their voices and sometimes it's because they're just they're trying to sound bigger yeah. like Trump, <laughs> <laughs> uh or they're or they're you know trying to um create a sort of character and I use that term loosely
2: yeah
0: uh, they they will go to that sort of pronunciation or they used to anyway I don't I think we're I think we're well past those days.
1: I think so. As as sad as that is, I'm trying to bring that back with the indie music countdown a little bit, uh, or doing my version of it. I will never go full uh, belcher uh, on the show. Oh yeah,
0: there, no, there's nothing wrong with being a jive DJ. Yeah. I think I think it's just you know you don't need to do the thing with your voice. Yeah, I know.
1: I don't need to. I don't need to say music with a B in the beginning, except for no. a, in addition to an M. That's just only just only
0: if, only if you're
1: making fun. That's, That's exactly. right all right so uh moving along here so uh let's see uh Pete Buttigieg was on Rachel Maddow last night and this is in fact buzz the first time I've ever really sat and listened to him talking Mm -hmm. and I I have to say very 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 impressive Impressive very I mean (laughs) yeah Jed Bartlett impressive and and that I don't say that a whole lot. Of course, my template for who I tend to uh, mm-hmm. support, uh, not only in terms of presidential candidates but politicians' leadership all across the board, is any variation of Jed Bartlett and Barack Obama.
0: Some right. somehow a chimera
1: of those two.
0: You know, you could just go straight to the source and and campaign for Aaron Sorkin. For I was things thinking things. about that. You know, one of you the know, first
1: blogs I ever thought. wrote at BobSuska.com, When I first started <laughs> BobSuska.com as my own blog right. back in uh, right after the 2004 election, one. Uh, of the first blogs i wrote was martin sheen for president i was like you know what we really have to do this we have well, then, to get martin sheen and you know what four years later we had african-american martin sheen as president yes, that's yeah, what happened yeah. and now yeah, uh, mayor pete is board. here yeah. yeah um i mean i gotta tell you i mean the first uh, observation right out of the chute as far as uh, uh pete Buttigieg goes is i feel safe and confident that this guy is not going to be an endless stream of gaffes and stupid moves. I have uh, confidence that his campaign, and oh. I'm not, by the way, I'm not endorsing him. Don't get me wrong. Know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm backing Putijez yet. I'm not backing anyone yet.
0: It's early. It's way, 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 way early. Way
1: early. early. Uh, he was saying it's only April. He said on Rachel last night, it's only April. And I said, you know what? Next April, it's going to be only April. You know, we have that long to go before we actually hit the real meat and potatoes of this election season. But this guy, uh, so impressive, not only in terms of him being able to articulate his vision, but the strategy itself is so sound, at least in the way he describes it, where he's starting out uh, talking about american values Uh, Mm -hmm. taking a tip from the republicans who always start out their political campaigns who always start out their debates and their arguments by talking about american values and then after that comes how you apply the issues uh into the framework of those values and let
0: me just interject here populism populism was originally a democratic thing yeah. And uh, in recent decades, it's become a Republican thing. There is a difference between Republican populism and Democratic populism. Yes, uh, it, Buttigieg here, like a few other uh, Democratic hopefuls, and there are several who are doing this, mm-hmm. are taking a populist route in their campaigns. I have, and I was equally impressed with Buttigieg. I mean, I thought he... He killed it last night at the age of thirty-seven. Yeah, uh, and and I do like the idea of a younger guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you're going to go with a younger guy, this seems like a smart one. Uh, but again, not an endorsement. Way too early. Uh, uh he could stumble along the way. Any number of these folks could stumble along the way. It, it happens. So don't get too married to anybody at this point. Right, right. My advice. But we had a real treat last night. A double treat of uh, two, uh, an hour each, basically of two. Uh, Democratic hopefuls and it was interesting to watch and I sat and watched this for two hours like which I can't believe because it is only April <laughs> as you've said yeah. and because I'm the one who was saying it's way way too early to talk about this stuff well mm-hmm. what I found out is we don't have any choice it's upon us yeah whether we want it to be or not and so uh, I was curious about the, both of these candidates at this moment in time and so uh, I, I, I dived in but it was a real treat if you wanted to to hear spend an hour with a couple of the many, many Democratic hopefuls.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things, if you were to listen carefully enough to Pete Buttigieg talking to Rachel right. last night, and certainly Pete Buttigieg talking to anybody right now, whether it's on the stump or whether he's doing an interview, right. he's, he's so clever about his language. And one of the things that uh, yes. uh, not it didn't amaze me, but it certainly impressed me, is uh-huh. the way he was uh, able to, in one smooth motion, not just to talk about... Um, American values and how the rest right. of the world observes American values but right. to also say that Donald Trump is out of step with those American values that Donald right. Trump is is contrary to all of those values that we because of his lack of uh, projecting American values overseas he um, is putting America in a place where we lack credibility when we talk about things like freedom and freedom of the press and and right. all of these things that we cherish in the United States um,
0: he's talking just- about Value. These are Republican issues. These are Republican yes. uh, platforms. Uh, he's talking about values. He's talking about uh, being a Christian, about, about being religious. Right. Uh, he's, he's stealing uh, stuff from the Republicans and mm-hmm. using it against them. And this is very, very clever. Uh, the one criticism I, I have heard of him, and again, very impressed, but a criticism I've heard is he was lacking in detail. He, he had uh, inspiring sentences, but uh, not necessarily any plans per se. Uh, now, again, it's early. I give him time. Uh, I'm just saying, you know, already people are finding little flaws. But he was uh, terribly inspiring. I was very impressed in each of these hours last night.
1: Well, what he's doing, and I think one of the reasons why people are frustrated with lack of specifics is because right now he's not talking about specifics. He's talking about broader concepts. Like I said, he's talking about the values. I get that. And if you're looking to, well, how is he going to pass Medicare for All or something like that? Well, you know what? There's answers for that, too. And one of the times I, last night, I stood up and cheered was (laughs) when he was talking about starting with a Medicare for All option to be included with the Affordable Care Act on the exchanges. And what he he's talking about there is, of course, one of my big things of the last 10 years, which has been the public option. Like yeah. I've always, I, I fought like hell for the public option in the Affordable Care Act when that debate was going on in 2009. I said you can't have a, an individual mandate without a public option because if you're mandated to buy something, uh, the the best you can do in that scenario is to buy a public insurance option that is a nonprofit right. situation, so you're not being See, forced is, to buy into a profit uh,
0: uh, industry. This is clever on his part because on one hand you have. Uh, uh, people in his party a little farther to the left yeah, uh, who are uh, saying Medicare for all, uh, period. Yeah. And then you have Nancy Pelosi, uh, who's very smart and very powerful and very influential, saying, yeah, we don't want to build it from the ground up. Let's right. just fix Obamacare. Well, here comes Pete Buttigieg saying, hey, here's what we do. Yeah. We keep Obamacare and we make uh, the Medicare option part of that. Yeah. well, yeah, And that decides very, uh, because then you don't have to build from the ground up and right. uh, invoke the kind of radical changes that would again be required if we were to just flip a switch and go to Medicare for All.
1: Yeah, well, obviously this is the best way and the most expedient way to get to Medicare for All, where you have mm-hmm. an established infrastructure on which to tack a, right. a, a public right. health insurance option. Right. And then you can expand it from there and then the expansion can begin almost on day 1 practically after passing it. So that I th- I thought that was a good idea. I'm curious as to how Donald Trump is going to attack uh Pete Buttigieg. I think he's going to uh certainly it's going to be like I'll pink give a hint. pink army.
0: Jimmy Fallon I think gave us a hint last night. Oh yeah, he, what, it, what he, did what Fallon he, he, do. Yeah, see, I'm not a Fallon fan. Neither am I. He, he, he dressed he dressed up not at all like he's at the bottom as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, me but too. He uh he he dressed up like Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. And said, "It has been my dream uh, to be president since I was 14 years old, and now here it is, two years later."
1: <laughs> yeah, that's gonna. And I think that's, that's gonna be a thing. There's, maybe.
0: That's anti. That it yeah. would, sounds like an approach that Trump would
1: take. Little boy, the little boy approach. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. little boy, whatever you say. Little um, Pete. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think that uh, the Re- Republicans and certainly and especially the Trumpers are just going to latch on to the gay thing. I think they're going to make a big deal yes. out of the fact that yeah. Pete Buttigieg is gay and in a, in a gay marriage. And uh, and I think one of the things they're going to do is conflate that with his his uh, public service uh, plan, where you know he's he's talking about um, uh, creating yes. a system whereby uh, Americans p- can put in uh, you know a year of public service and then use that to pay for college and so on. Mm-hmm, and and mm-hmm. it's a it's a fantastic plan, but I think what Donald Trump is going to do is he's going to say, "Oh, this is a backdoor. It's a backdoor draft, is what it is." <laughs> and then what, do, what they're going to do is they're going. <laughs> You see, you said that. I did not say that, commenters. I heard
0: you say that. <laughs> oh, maybe we should do this.
1: Ah, oh, there we go. That makes it <laughs> that
0: makes it all better.
1: Isn't that nice? <laughs> okay, well what what's gonna what he's gonna do is he's gonna say uh, do you really want to be forced to serve in Pete Buttigieg's pink army? I swear yeah, especially to God, that's from Yeah,
0: be- especially from a draft-dodging president, y- exactly. I would expect that answer for sure. Yeah. And I, I expect somewhere on the far right. I, it's easy to sort of figure out how they think now. This is uh, Pete uh, assembling his gay army. That's you know, exactly what, right. So mm-hmm. you, you can imagine. And listen, that's the kind of thing they're going to do. That's the kind of thing they're going to run with. Indeed. Yeah. Well, before
1: we take uh, one last break, let's talk about Bernie Sanders here for a second. Um, You know what?
0: This is big. Yeah. yeah, You have to, Bob. And I know uh, a lot of people don't want to, uh, but but we have to, and I'll tell you why right now. Uh, He is the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. He is uh, number one in the polls. It's way early. I know that. Uh, He's easily uh, number one in fundraising. Uh, so far, as far as America is concerned, regardless of what you think or I think or the people listening to us think, as far as America is concerned, by the numbers, Bernie's the guy. Yeah, Bernie. Bernie could be uh, the Democrat, and there's just there's so much to consider about that. Uh, you know, it, it, this thing about, but there's there's so much, and he performed so well last night. I mean, he looked right into the lens at at uh, Fox News, and and really shut him down, really really did a great uh, and incredible job yeah. of, of countering Fox News. He went into basically enemy territory as far as the Fox viewership is concerned. The room was friendly, but the viewership maybe not so much. Fox, of course, benefited from the ratings. They got not only their regular Fox viewers, but a, a lot of Bernie supporters and a lot of other voters who were curious about this town hall. People haven't been watching town halls. On CNN, I expect they did watch this one on Fox. Yeah. Uh, this was a very brave thing for him to do, and he's being admired. He's been criticized a little bit for it. But he's probably—he pierced the bubble. He pierced the Fox bubble, and he got inside there. What if you could have an hour on Fox News to say, within reason, anything you wanted? Yeah. That's what Bernie had. That's what Bernie did. Mm. Uh And he discredited a lot of their work. He discredited Trump. He, ex- but he did it in a way he didn't. It wasn't about uh, the Mueller report. It wasn't about uh, uh, corruption, other than maybe Trump's hidden taxes. It was about the issues. It was about it was about wages and and health care and the kind of stuff actual people actually care about. Yeah. Uh, so it was an amazing performance on his part. Now you may not like Bernie. I have my own concerns. Uh, the Russians, uh, whether he his campaign knew about it or not, and that isn't clear. But the Russians helped his campaign in 2016 to try to hurt Hillary uh, and to make her more vulnerable for Trump. Yep. Uh, There's evidence they're doing it again now. The Russians Mm. still know the uh, fierce enthusiasm, as I call it, of of Bernie supporters. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think Bernie should be criticized for being a millionaire, even though he's railed against millionaires, because he's saying millionaires and billionaires ought to pay more taxes. So clearly he's including himself in that. Uh so I I and I don't understand why he's being criticized for revealing now that he's he's a millionaire. Uh I don't see what the harm there is, but then there's this Russia thing, you know, you don't know what to think about that. Uh and then there's the fact that he's number 1. He's in the lead. If he were to become the Democratic nominee, we got to support the guy. Uh even with some of these asterisks. So I'm saying you know we cannot talk about Bernie but he's huge, uh, and the numbers are huge, and we're going to have to reckon with that one way or or another. And he could still be used by Russia to divide the Democratic vote again as good. Because as, I agree with – I thought his answers last night were great. I, I agree. I think he said in my book uh, pretty much all the right things last night. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but but it, it, I'm just concerned about some of these other things and how he – is a tool of Russia, whether he wants to be or not.
1: Yep, yep, and that's a gigantic concern that I have, but I mean, mainly, yeah. and everyone knows, look, I shouldn't have to sit here every time Bernie Sanders comes up, every time we mention uh, Senator Sandwiches. No. I, I don't want to sit here and have to preface by saying, yeah, everyone knows how I feel about Bernie Sanders. Um, yeah, he's, no, can, he's I the, think
0: we can move past that.
1: Yeah, he's the one Democrat in the field who I've got a big, and he's not even legitimately a Democrat, but right. he's the one candidate in the field that I have gigantic questions Marks about and and certainly I have my criticisms of what he did uh, in 2016. Um, all of that being said. And, I, and again, if you take issue with this from an anti-Bernie point of view, if you're against Bernie Sanders and you come at me about this in the comments, I will tell you, I am going to challenge you on this in the comments. <laughs> because usually I try to stay out of those kind of shovel fights, especially no, this early don't. on Bernie Sanders. But the fact is that if you challenge me on that, you have just not been paying attention. You have not been paying attention to everything right, I've said about true. Bernie Sanders. So true. all of that being said. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic idea for Bernie Sanders to go on Fox News Channel. Again, I shouldn't have to sit here and say all of the things that I've always said about Fox News Channel. <laughs> right, oh, it's a propaganda network. Don't. It's an entertainment right, channel. It's course. all bullshit. Right. And, and that is all a given. We know what Fox News is all about. The fact True. of the matter is that there are millions of people who watch that network. And yep. those are millions of people, many of whom can be poached. If they are uh-huh, talked uh-huh, to, uh-huh. and if, if you break through the bubble and you deliver the democratic message in a way that is accessible to them and i think you know what you know what goes a long way with trump supporters yeah. and republicans in general like is that. is a bravery and boldness and and owning yourself owning yeah. your message
0: two sides to that coin but yeah
1: yeah but i mean that the process of owning who you are and what your message is should also include uh, owning it on Fox News Channel to yes, me, yes. Because yeah. if you have the uh, you if really you have the, it. the courage of your convictions, then you go right. on Fox News Channel and relate those things to people who haven't heard them yet. These are people who are living in this hermetically sealed bubble. They are shrink wrapped to to all hell. They don't Here's- know what which end is up. And Bernie Sanders goes in there and starts talking about uh, meat and potato issues, paying for health care, paying right. for college, taxing the the, the wealthiest uh, Americans these are all things that I think most Americans can can kind of get behind and Mm. if absolutely if that helps the overall democratic scenario and not just Bernie Mm. Sanders that's fantastic again this is an audience that's waiting to be tapped and we can't be afraid to go in and talk to them everyone knows that I've, I've had this ongoing thing with I don't mind listening to what the crazy people have to say, too, because I think ignoring them doesn't make them go away. Likewise, blocking them out, not communicating with them, too, that won't make them go away either. The Democrats refusing to go on Fox News Channel will not make Fox News Channel go away. It'll not make Fox News Channel become more legitimate or more honest about their reporting.
0: Many of those people, many of those Fox viewers, voted for Trump because Bernie wasn't in the end available. Many of them were going to vote for Bernie uh he wasn't available so they voted for Trump and this leads me to the what I think is the real elephant in the room because there's another eerie similarity mm-hmm. uh between uh Trump supporters and Sanders supporters even though I liked everything Bernie Sanders had to say last night I'm still troubled by many of his supporters yeah who seem yes who seem angry in much the same way Trump voters are angry yeah uh they are Enthusiast, fiercely enthusiastic, in much the way Trump voters are fiercely enthusiastic. I, uh, you know, I, I, I worry, and 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 there's the potential that uh, you know he's getting a, that he could again get help of some kind from from Russia, yeah. if for no other reason than to divide the Democratic Party. Could be happening uh, now already. It, it, as I understand it, it is. There is evidence that that it's already underway. Uh, so. Uh, you know, it's it's very it's very concerning that the, these similarities between uh, some many of the uh, vehement Sanders followers and Trump followers, uh, they, to me, they're frighteningly similar. And do we do we want that again? Uh, in spite of the good things that Bernie has to say, there are again, it's early. There are a lot of candidates there, a candidates out there. I am exceedingly disappointed that uh, the women are not getting the coverage they deserve. Kamala Harris was way up there, and Mm -hmm. uh, I think she was in the top three at some point. And they're just not, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's their campaigns or whatever— but it's all about the boys and the B boys at that. You got your Biden and your Bernie and your Beto and your and your Buttigieg and 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 it's a, and they're all they're all boys and that's yeah. and that's what we're hearing about so far. And that's that's and some of them are. I, listen, in my opinion, right now, I think again, I'll say this again: we are blessed to have such a wide field of candidates. Many will drop off along the way, uh, but but we are blessed to have uh, this kind of choice of truly inspiring people. Uh, running for this job, in my opinion. So uh, be patient. Don't marry yourself to a candidate. Don't rule a candidate out. Don't rule a candidate in. Uh, continue to sit back and watch the show and uh, unbelievably this early it's already gotten interesting enjoy
1: the idea that just about every democrat and i underscored just about there are a couple that i i don't really like all that much but i think just about every democrat could be president right now i, I especially compared to donald donald trump i mean a turnip
0: could be president right now
1: that is true in relation to donald trump but you know yeah. the the fact is is that i know as soon as I post this show, I just have to get up and run out the door. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry
1: because uh, well, no, don't don't apologize
0: for sorry, God's but when sake. A, when, when a candidate is this popular yeah. uh, as he is, yeah, uh, and when he has the sort of backing that he's getting, uh, we just need to keep our eye on that. That's all I'm saying. I I ain't saying nothing. I'm just saying yeah, let's let's keep, our, <laughs> let's keep our let's keep our eye on that as we do all the other candidates. That's and, right. Just wait and see how this settles out, and not reach any uh, dramatic conclusions this early in the game. And I, I see people making dramatic conclusions about Bernie, uh, one way or the other. I see people uh, making dramatic conclusions about other candidates. Well, that swell <laughs> that you like him, I'm really proud. I'm, I'm pleased for you. I'm happy for yeah. the two of you. But, but let's see how the horses run. That's right. And there'll be people making dramatic uh, judgments on us <laughs> after this. I think. I, you know, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Not my not my intention to offend I, anybody, I just, just my views. We're just, we're just talking here. Yeah. I, I've tried to give, and, and I had trouble with this this morning with somebody online. I'm trying to give Bernie a lot of credit here because his ideas were great. Yeah. Uh, he's clearly successful. They're qu- clearly well-received, mm-hmm. and if he's the nominee, I'm going to vote for him. Yeah. Uh, end of story. Uh, I'm just saying uh, we were not attentive enough with the election of Donald Trump. Let's not be that inattentive with someone else
1: and and let's not be in this place where every time uh, either buzz or i say something nice about bernie that we've got to uh, preface it and 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 postscript it with all of these qualifiers you know well, uh, well
0: yeah i know it's a, it's all i'm saying it we, we almost have to because it's a minefield out it there. is
2: it very and much and is.
0: and and i don't want to lose our friends uh on you know in that faction of uh, the progressive movement I, right. I i i don't want that i want us to be friends and brothers and and work together to the extent that we can uh another criticism of bernie is that he hadn't done enough to to help reunite his folks with uh, the other democrats and and People, we need all of those votes to win, not just some of them. Everybody has to show up at the polls. I will leave you with
1: this, that Bernie Sanders uh, released his tax returns yesterday. uh, Yes. Ten years' worth of tax returns, and on one of the returns, he Uh understated his Senate salary, which is, I think, $147,000. He stated it as uh, $133,000. That bastard. Yeah, that bastard. Damn damn him. Hang him. Hang him.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Knew it all along, Bob. No, Listen, I, I, thats out of ten years of returns. That's the big—that's the big lie. Yeah, I—I I, 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 I hardly think that, no. especially considering the dough he has now. He'll be happy to pay that plus penalty and in interest. Shut up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, my, you know my ongoing question is why? Why did he wait right. so long? All right. <laughs> one, one last commercial break. We'll wrap up the show right after these words. Right. Ouch, my ass hurts. What? I said my ass hurts. Huh? Aw, oh, geez, someone thought I was a chocolate bunny and took a huge bite out of my ass. And it hurts. I, I can barely hear you. Someone took a bite out of my ears. Man, I know we look like chocolate, we smell like chocolate, but people can't eat us. We're soap. Want to fill your Easter basket with fabulous treats that aren't loaded with sugar? Check out all the Easter soap goodies from Bubble Genius, like our Here Comes Peter Chocolate Tail soap, also
0: available in pre-chomped My Ass Hurts gift
1: baskets. What did she
2: just say? Vegan and bunny-friendly bath and body from BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! The way the mountains look in the sunset after a storm. They look just like torn paper stuck to watercolor puddles, and it doesn't really serve you right to think about it too much. We've done our share to tear the paper, on oh, Mother Nature's lost her touch, and I wonder how it feels to know you're doing everything.
1: All right, this is Emily McCreet, You Don't Have a Heart from Her Again EP. Uh, Emily wrote this track right after Trump was elected. And so if you listen carefully to the lyrics, you can uh, you can kind of tell. Uh, it's great. I have a link in the uh, description below.
0: Um, I love her sound. and This is the kind of song, if this came on in the car, like on a CD or something, I would roll up the windows, uh, back it up, and turn it up. Yeah,
1: there you go. Yeah. I love this. So many great songs. You know what? So many of these artists, I have trouble picking uh, which songs I'm going to play because there's so many good songs. I I think I've got uh, maybe half a dozen Emily McCreet songs lined up and ready to roll for the show and this is uh, obviously the first one again the uh, album is Again that's the name of the album you can get it on iTunes and every place uh, great music is found great indie music awesome okay so it looks like uh, Roussel after the uh, after the Trump administration lifted sanctions with the help of uh, uh, Mitch McConnell in the Senate uh, Roussel is now going to spend 200 million dollars in Mitch McConnell's home state of Mc- uh, Kentucky
2: well, I, job I
1: why did I almost say Kentucky? I, I guess it is man territory Kentucky um but yeah this is uh, this is something that we could have seen coming from a mile away, uh especially knowing how Mitch McConnell has been slow walking and dragging his feet on Russia, especially because we know that uh, uh Mitch McConnell received millions and millions of dollars to his campaign packs through uh guys like Len Blavatnik and uh and and how. You know, it's very clear that when we're talking about things like the Mueller report, we're talking about things like uh, protecting Robert Mueller and making sure he won't get fired. Mitch McConnell has uh, has dragged his little turtle feet the whole goddamn time.
0: Right. Well, it's a moot point now, but uh, the corruption is so vivid, uh, yeah. so vividly clear. Uh, the U.S. has not seen this level of corruption in the federal government since mm, the 1920s. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so this is... Uh, oleg Deripaska, oleg daripasca old friend Oleg, damn right right oh and uh, reach for reach for comment uh this is what uh, mitch mcconnell had to say yes. oh no we, not the not the tape of him having sex didn't he say something verbally
0: uh, all right not uh, just having sex bob it was that moment <laughs>
1: Exactly. Uh, the plant, which startup Brady Industries plans to open next year in Ashland, Kentucky, is the largest uh-huh. project being pursued in the domestic aluminum industry under the Trump administration's 10 percent duty on uh-huh. imports of the metal imposed or aluminum specifically imposed a, a year ago. It also draw more imports into the U.S. because the mill would roll aluminum slabs from abroad into thin sheets for the auto industry. Well, good, good for them, um, but this it doesn't preclude the fact that uh, this is Russia. This is Russia aluminum. This is Oleg Deripaska's aluminum, yes. and he's
0: the he's the uh, aluminum king. Aluminum, I believe king. they call him yeah. in Russia. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So this uh, continues to uh, just stare us in the face and dare us to ask questions in terms of right where all this money is coming well, from
0: and why. And, I don't know uh, where or when or how, but i uh, the truth, as it did in the 1920s, will come out, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. But it's it's deep and wide. Uh, it really is widespread. It really is uh, the, the most pervasive corruption we've seen since the 20s.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. And, of course, it's not just Donald Trump. It's not just the Trump administration. No,
0: no, no, no It's no, the
1: entire no. Republican Party right now That's is owned by right. the Russians. hmm And, you know, that's another uh, burning question that we need answers to, which is, how deeply has Russia sunk its uh, talons into the Republican Party? And we Uh have some hints along the lines of the NRA and some of this Russian money, Len Blavatnik and others uh, contributing to uh, Russia. uh, uh, I almost almost mixed up Republican and Russian. I almost mixed up those two words. You're not the first. (laughs) Shocking, isn't it? Uh, but I mean, the, the question remains Will we discover what these links are And I was really hoping They would come from Robert Mueller And not the uh, House Democrats Because coming from Robert Mueller Would uh, carry a lot more weight And have a lot more credibility
0: I think than something That might be targeted as partisan I I hope so, Bob, because I've been reading this book for a very long time, and my eyes are tired.
1: Yes, my eyes are stingy and burning, and that's not because I've got bees in them. (laughs) It's because I'm tired, and he keeps getting away with it. That's why. (laughs) All right, well, we're going to talk more cruel whimsy coming out of the Trump administration that's coming up next on the Postmortem Show. Yeah, lots of cruel whimsy uh, regarding ICE and regarding uh, Trump surveilling disabled people on social media. But her emails, are, you know, she had emails. Butter. <sighs> <laughs> all right, uh, that and a whole lot more. Candace Owens is an idiot. We may talk about that, too. That's all coming up on our post-mortem show. Again, that uh, that happens and gets recorded right after this music is done playing. And then we take all of that audio and we stick it on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. And if you sign up for $5 a month, you can listen to our dual post-mortem shows one on Tuesday one on Thursday and uh, while you're there you can also subscribe uh, to our ultimate edition of the show Uh, and for the uh, $15 per month fee that you would pay you get uh, a commercial free version of the free show that also has the post-mortem show tacked on to the end of it plus you get the Friday after party with me and Kimberly Johnson Uh, lots of fun stuff we're talking about every Friday on the show and uh, you want to join that exclusive club because it's all of the shit that you didn't get throughout the whole rest of the week of shows. Plus, uh, a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll there, too. That's on our Patreon page, com. Meanwhile, you can hear Buzz Burbank news and comment at buzzburbank.com, also realmnetwork.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play,
0: Spotify. You're on Spotify, right? Yes, I'm everywhere. And I may be
2: early this week, so watch for me on Wednesday. Sounds great. We'll see you over there. Bye-bye.